Welcome to As I Live and Grieve, a podcast that tells the truth about how hard this is. We're glad you joined us today. We know how hard it is to lose someone you love and how well-intentioned friends and family try so hard to comfort us. We created this podcast to provide you with comfort, knowledge, and support. We are grief advocates, not professionals, not licensed therapists. We are you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to As I Live and Grieve. We tell the truth. You know that by now. We've been around for over a year, so you know we're telling the truth. And you also know that we're not therapists or anything. We're just you. So we like to have our very casual chats with guests. And today we have a return guest. We always love it when they come back. Our guest today returning is Letitia Porter. Hi, Letitia, and welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing really good today. Thanks. Excited to hear your discussion about your new book. But before we get started on your book, would you just tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, Well, my name is Letitia Porter, and I am a wife, a mother of two boys, and I live in the Detroit, Michigan area, and I work full-time as a secretary for an educational district, and um, I write in the evenings and on my downtime um, because I just have a love for writing. Um, So that's kind of like me in a nutshell. Sounds good. I remember from our last conversation, you mentioned you liked writing. So I was very excited when I saw your announcement on Facebook that your book was being released. Mm -hmm. And I want you to tell us all about it. What did you wind up calling your book and what motivated you to write it? Sure. Um, Well, it's called Journal to Overcome Grief, A Personal Journey to Healing. And I wanted to create a safe space for those who are grieving or who has lost a loved one. And I wanted to be able to share a spot where you didn't just read words or just, you know, write thoughts, but you actually was able to have a guided tour, someone who actually went through the same thing. So I kind of gave an introduction to my background, my story, um, the reason why I created the book. And then I provided the safe space with the journal prompts and different writing activities for um, the readers to enjoy. And I really think it all came together because it's going to be something for everyone, whether you love to journal or you just want to get ideas of ways that you can remember your loved one. I think I included all of that. That's great. And, you know, I know every time we mention writing or journaling Mm. somebody, and I can always see the look on Stephanie's face even, I'm not a writer. I don't like (laughs) to write. I'm afraid to write for whatever reason. Right. Mm -hmm. So explain to us for a minute, you mentioned journal prompts. Yes. What are those and why do they help? How do they help somebody who feels that they are not a writer? Sure. Well, journal prompts are just questions or statements that can prepare you to gather your thoughts. You know, like say, for instance, when I lost my mom, I would always go back to, you know, mom, I really miss you because and then just start writing from there. So it's just giving you a chance to gather your thoughts, be able to focus in on either that thought or that question And then just go from there. And I feel like if you really don't like writing or you just feel yourself stuck, 
journal prompts are an awesome way that will take you into that conversation, that inner self, so that you can get it from the inside out onto paper. Great, great thoughts. Um, now, why is it that writing your thoughts down can be more helpful for someone who needs that healing, needs that comfort, that support? Well, personally, I feel like it's it's putting it um, in front of you. So you are accountable you're reading it, you can always go back and reflect on it. And I think that's the most important part because sometimes when um, you just lost someone, you're just, you're kind of living in a fog. That's how I kind of describe it. And so sometimes you don't have much to say, but I miss them or I want them back or why did they have Mm -hmm. to leave? And then as time goes on, I feel like you're writing even more because you're able to open up a little bit. You're feeling more comfortable. And then it's in your safe space. So you're not forced to write, you know, some days I just wrote, you know, I miss you. You know, it wasn't a paragraph. It wasn't a sentence. So I just feel like you're working at your own pace. And I think that's what's really important because we all grieve differently. And if you are able to get it out on paper, you're able to go back at any point. You don't have to sit there and worry about grammar or any of that, you can share right. with other people if you choose to. Um, so it's just, it's a personal journey. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention too, that journaling is intended to be for just you yourself. I mean, if you choose to share it with your children or something like that, that's entirely up to you. But if you are journaling, especially if you are grieving and you intend for this to kind of help you heal a bit or help you move forward, and we all know how difficult that can be, especially on some days, then if you keep that thought in mind, that it's strictly for you, doesn't really matter what words go down on the paper, in what order, doesn't even matter if they're spelled correctly, because it's only for you, for your eyes. And in truth, you may never look at it again. But, you know, who knows, at some point, say a year or even two years down the road, you may find yourself looking back at some of your journal entries and thinking, wow, I have, I have moved forward. I have become better. I, I have healed a bit. So you can use it in that way too. Yes. What are some examples? I would imagine, for example, that journal prompts might be memories, mm-hmm. you know, to jot down a, me- a particular memory that made you happy or something like that. Are there other examples of journal prompts maybe that we wouldn't really expect? Yes. Um, I'm going to be honest. I feel like there are so many, you know, normally like when you're starting the grieving process and then you know that hopefully you're working towards the healing process, I always try to focus on what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking and kind of going into like, okay, today I'm feeling and why am I feeling that way? Right. Um, or then you can jump to, you know, wow, I went to that same park that my loved one loved or, you know, so you can kind of like make it your own, you know, your own mm-hmm. experience. But there's a ton of journal prompts um, out on Pinterest. I know I always go out there if you get stuck and you just can't figure it out. Try, you know, going out there and grabbing some. But even, mm-hmm. you know, you can just create your own, like, for that moment. And I just feel mm-hmm. like it's just, it helps you guide the thoughts. 
and the right. experiences. So that way, when you go to write, you're not like, okay, um, okay, um, you're like, okay, let me start with a question, right? And then go from there. Because normally, if you start with that one question, like, how do I feel today? Or what am I really thinking of today? Or what do I mm-hmm. miss about my loved one? Then from there, mm-hmm. sometimes you find yourself just writing for hours, you know, right. <laughs> building mm-hmm. on that one question. Right, right. And mm-hmm. you might even choose a journal prompt about what I'm really angry about is, or yes. what I feel guilty about is. And sometimes that may even help you get those thoughts out of your head, out of your mind. And again, we can, we all know how sometimes your mind can just spin where if I had just done this or, oh gosh, if I hadn't done that, or if I had said or, or whatever. And sometimes those can be really, really devastating for us emotionally. So if you can get them down on paper again, you can kind of clear it from your brain, I think, and maybe yes. focus on something else. Then maybe move to a prompt that's a little more positive or, mm-hmm. or something like that. When you talk about writing prompts, it hit me. I was like, you know what? You could, If you can't think of one, you can always just go with the old standby one that's right there. When you go into Facebook, what's on uh-huh. your mind, Stephanie? <laughs> That's true. That could be one every day for me. Every single day. Exactly I really good. want to know what's on my mind. The other thing is, is that, you know, I guess journaling could be, be more, if you get it out there on paper, you're, it's kind of like sitting down and having like a glass of wine or a cup of coffee with your best friend mm-hmm. and talking it out. And maybe you're not going to always feel like talking about your grief or your healing. But um, getting it out on paper at least will help, you know, get it a little bit of weight off your shoulders, I think, too. Yes. And sometimes we don't always have a friend that's willing to listen all the time, especially as as things kind of move on. Right. Some of our friends, let's face it, they get a little tired. Don't want to hear it anymore. You say the same thing. Yeah. So at least that piece of paper can be your friend. Right. Now, another question, Letitia. Does it make a difference? If it's pen to paper or fingers to keyboard on your computer. Okay. I'm going to be honest with that. Now, I personally prefer to write pen to paper because I feel mm-hmm. like you're more connected. Now, that's just my okay. opinion. And I know right. that some people prefer to type or talk into their phone and let the apps do all the writing or whatever. But I feel like if you're really in that dark space and you're trying to get out, Writing it out, pen to paper, is to me the best method because you're you're forcing yourself to commit to the time. You're mm-hmm. thinking, you're trying to get it out. You're using that brain. You're you're using your hand. Your your motion. You're moving, and I feel like that's what's key because sometimes you know when you're typing, you got automatic spell check, you got grammar <laughs> lines all over the place and i feel right. like to me that's not effective because you kind of want to brain dump is kind of how i look mm-hmm, at it mm-hmm. you just yeah. want to release you don't want to think about punctuation spelling or any of that and so for yeah. me it's pen to paper yeah yeah wise advice wise advice and i know if i write on the computer I find myself self-editing mm-hmm. as I go along. I can't just get it all out and go back and edit. That's the if secretary know, in us. That's yes. the secretary <laughs> in us. It is. Uh, and I find that a lot of times that will interrupt yeah. my train of thought. So I agree wholeheartedly with if you are journaling with intention, mm-hmm. you know, to heal or just get it down or something like that, 
pen to paper or pencil to paper. We're not going to be that nitty gritty, but <laughs> you know, that is going to be, I think, more successful right. for, yes. for the person, something like that. Is your book set up like with a time frame in mind? Like, do you do one, say one chapter, part of a chapter, and then anticipate that a day or a week is going to go by before the next one? Well, I'm going to be honest. I really thought about that. And I felt like I went back to when I was grieving the loss of my mom. And Mm -hmm. what I could not find was a guided journal that just pulled me in and didn't just say, write about your feelings kind of thing. So what Mm -hmm. I decided to do is there's no timetable. But what I did do at the beginning of the journal is I did ask for the reader to commit to the process. Okay. Whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, a day, just kind of like commit to a time and you can start anywhere in the journal. So I kind of started out talking about journaling the process, giving tips about journaling. So I kind of wanted to open it up there. And then I moved into the grieving piece, you know, talking about grief itself, Mm -hmm. giving my story a little bit about the loss of my mom. And then I went to talk about the five stages of grief. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in each section, I basically kind of talked about, gave an intro, gave some of my samples that, you know, different things that I experienced. And then I gave the guided journal prompts. So I was able to kind of like walk through the process. So it's kind of like a guided journal because you're Mm going to get information, but it's really easy reading. And then I give you an opportunity to kind of write out your answers if you choose to, but there's no right or wrong way of doing it. And Mm -hmm. then I took it a step further and went into different activities that you could do to kind of help yourself, you know, through that process with coping, you know, like writing letters. I even put um, a space in there, blank pages for you to do like scrapbooking. You know, if you wanted to put a picture. And then again, I gave different prompts in those sections as well. Um, I even provided resources, you know, different books and things that I felt Mm -hmm. helped me, different blogs. So I've tried to encompass everything and a lot of things that will pull different readers in where they were um, in that process. And then you also have your blank pages at the end. Okay. It's a great, I can't wait to, to read it. Just, this is just on a personal note. Do okay. you like to have music playing in the background when you journal? Sometimes I do, to be honest. Um, yeah. Sometimes I, when I write, I listen to gospel and it's just my preference because I feel like it's a spiritual process. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes you're sad, sometimes you're you're happy, sometimes you're numb, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And I feel like gospel music kind of pulls you out jazz too Mm -hmm. a little bit because you don't have words half the time but it just music moves you move it it causes you I think to feel Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. than if it's silent because I feel Mm -hmm. like sometime in the silence you get more emotional and caught up in the feelings but you're not thinking about like how can I make myself feel better or how can I get through this? And sometimes the words of the songs kind of help you through that process. Right. Yeah. Right. Again, I would agree. Do you have a special place that you like to journal when you're journaling and thinking about your mom? I'm going to be honest, outside, outside. but I live in Michigan. So 
<laughs> a little flexible. Um, but my husband, no, seriously, but my husband, he kind of gave me a nice little spot, you know, where my desk area is. And so sometimes uh-huh. I wake up before they do. And then I just, you know, meditate, I pray, and then I'll just write. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I do go outside in our backyard, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's a huge yard. So, you know, you hear the birds chirping, you hear that nature, yeah. you know, the yeah. wind. And I feel like it, it pulls you to a different place. Mm-hmm. And so those would be like my two big things, like either when the quiet of the home, right. when everyone is still sleeping or just going outdoors. Right. Do you find that, so from one busy mom mm-hmm. to another, do you find that you can do, because um, I tend to find like, okay, I've got 10 minutes in this waiting room before this appointment. Do you find that sometimes mm-hmm. you can journal a quick little thing then? Do you try to take um, any opportunity you can to maybe write something down? Because I feel like that's what I do as I occupy every second of my day. <laughs> you know what? I do. Multitasking okay. is so crucial. And I do. I always have a notebook with me. I don't care like where I'm at. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, Sometimes you find yourself waiting, you know, for your kid, a little extra, yeah. you know, in the parking lot or doctor's office. So yes, I do agree. Like having just your pad with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for like anything. Like, I just feel like sometimes you can just be sitting there and be like, oh my goodness, let me write down, you know. And mm-hmm. I feel like that will put you into habit. Right. And then, you know, you're always willing to, you know, write this note down or write that word down or that thought or whatever. Yeah. And as a writer, you have to be able to do that because sometimes I can be driving and I'm like, oh, oh, that's a good blog post kind of thing or idea or whatever it is. You know right. what I mean? So you just- Yeah, yeah I do. Preaching yeah. preach to the choir yes. there on that one. Well, yeah. I'm glad you yeah. said or, that because yeah. then anyone that is like me that hasn't journaled mm-hmm. or anything, because I almost feel like if I'm going to write, I'm going to need to block out like a good amount of time and I don't normally have that. So I guess that's good right. for those those newbies for us to hear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like any any amount of time. I always yeah. tell people, instead of saying in the negative way, like, oh, I don't have time. Just mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to put that commitment piece in there. Because mm-hmm. just like when you grieve, it, it takes mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. throughout that process, though, you have to feed into your spirit sometimes. Mm-hmm. So even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes to start committing to the process is very important, whether it's mm-hmm. journaling or reading or going to a grief counselor or whatever, you're still going to have to commit that time. And yeah. so I think that's really important. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And even in that 10 minutes, it might only be one sentence or maybe right. it's two or maybe it's just a few words put together. Before they call your name and it, it's time to close the notebook. Right. That's one of the huge advantages, first of all, to pen or pencil and paper mm-hmm. is that you can capture those few words as opposed to waiting until you have your laptop booted up. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is you may find yourself when you do have a few more moments, you may go back to that phrase mm-hmm. and consider it a little bit more. Right. Uh, it might be something, Stephanie, so simple as, oh, I saw a cardinal mm-hmm. or, or where the cardinal was or how the cardinal responded. Right. Or you saw a stack of post-it notes <laughs> and immediately th- thought of your grandma, yep. you know, things like that. But mm-hmm. those little things, if you journal them, they can later at another time 
either make you smile like right. you just did, right, um, or or launch you into a more lengthy yeah. journal entry, yeah, like that. Yeah, I also want to say that in a lot of Facebook groups, I think maybe now it's because spring is finally coming and the the nicer weather is coming as well. But I'm finding more and more people, especially those that have lost a spouse, are saying that they can't comfortably sit on the patio anymore because mm -hmm. that's where every evening after dinner they would sit together and have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. Or they can't go to their camp any longer because the presence of that person is so overwhelming to them. Journaling can help those people too. Now, do you think, Letitia, that if they were to attempt to journal when they were sitting or occupying that space that's mm. so uncomfortable, do you think there might be some benefit or that journaling might help them in that instance? Honestly, I do. Because what it does is it pulls you, you're making it a personal space. And right. then you're going to that uncomfortable space and mm. it's going to pull you emotionally but then it's also going to allow you to transition that negative kind of fearful kind of right. to something more positive. Mm -hmm. What I always right. suggest to people is that you, you kind of think of how you can memorialize them. Um, so say if you always went camping, find either friends or family and may not go to that same campsite, but maybe go to another one. Or you don't want to stop living. And I think that's the hard part because for right. me, it took me months. And that's why right. I wanted to kind of do something to help other people because I feel mm -hmm. like, what would that loved one want for you? Mm -hmm. Do they want right. you this depressed and sad and not living? Or mm -hmm. do you want to find something to go positive, right? To flip it so that right. now when I look at my journal, I think of my mom and dad now, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this is what I did, you know, thinking right. about, I took a dark space and made it into something positive. Right. And I think yeah. that's what's really important. Yeah. And I think in some ways, just like, I know I personally felt that I had to kind of redefine and reclaim my life mm -hmm. doing something like that. If it's, again, even if you only sit there for 30 seconds mm -hmm. and jot down one phrase or something about the fact that I'm so uncomfortable here. Mm -hmm. You know, their presence is so overwhelming. It hurts. Mm -hmm. It's an attempt. It's the first step almost in trying to reclaim that space to something that you can continue to enjoy exactly. by remembering them and not having that absence so powerfully overwhelming. That's just mm -hmm. my personal opinion. So sometimes if you can stick it out, even for 30 seconds right. at a time and jot something down, it may very well help. I think it's more so like the spiritual balance, I think. Yeah, good, exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. it, well, and I think too, even if someone was in, if you sat in that space and started writing, you could write a letter to them. You could write right. about your memories in that space or camping or whatever, you know, you were doing. And that, mm -hmm. it, I mean... Think of think of the good things and maybe it'll help turn right. your mind around to something better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all know, again, how difficult. And I say we all know because mm -hmm. we, we all grieve and continue to grieve uh, people that we have lost. But we know sometimes that the hardest part of anything 
is starting. Right. Yes. So if you can just somehow summon up that courage for 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. 60 seconds, whatever, just really try to do that. I think you'll find yourself well on your way to being able to start journaling Mm -hmm. and making that commitment to journal again, my opinion. All right. I'll try. <laughs> How many times have I said probably the entire year we've been doing this podcast? All right, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. That's well, cute. and I was just going to say that one of the things that draws you, Stephanie, to wanting to journal is the fact that you can go out and buy yourself Shop a really pretty notebook. journal. <laughs> That's true. You know what? That's funny because I do the same thing. Like when I go out, they already know she about to go to the notebook. I I mean, and I I just think it's just a personal thing. Like, I don't know. You always want just that favorite little notebook and different notebook for this and notebook for that. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. Today, I actually bought myself a daily planner. So it'll be here in about a week or so. But I, it, I liked it because it had a to do section so I can organize my day, Mm -hmm. my things to do. But then it has a note sections off off to the right. So there you this go. Will you be can my, journal in that I'll kind of start to play because I'll always have it with me. So I'll have that extra yeah. room there. So I'll start to go. do it. Letitia, how long did it take you to write your book? It took me, I'm going to be honest, about two years. Really? And I say two years because I did not know exactly how I wanted to organize it. And I did know that I wanted more than just blank pages with a title. I wanted more. And it took me a minute to coordinate with, a, you know, different authors and different right. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finally got it, you know, like, okay, I think this is it. I think this is it. So like in 2020, I want to say is when I was able to kind of pull together a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And so in 21 is when I kind of got with the book cover, like the artist and that kind of, and, and so then from there, I was just trying to just make sure it was everything that right. I wanted it to be. Right, right. So about right. two years. Okay. Right. Well, then you may agree with one of my very favorite quotes. I think it was Ernest Hemingway that said, I love to have written because <laughs> sometimes for me, that process of writing can be downright painful mm-hmm. depending on what it is you're putting on paper. But that feeling, though, for everyone that's going to try journaling, I'm going to tell you, when you have put something down on paper, even that first phrase, that first sentence, I'm sorry, when you finish and close your journal, you're going to have a feeling that you have accomplished something. And think of that quote. It's a silly little quote, but it's so true. I love to have written. I love when my session is over for the day or the hour or whatever it is. Okay. Well, sadly, Letitia, our time yes. is winding down. I always hate this part. That 30 minutes goes so fast. Every it time does. I say it, I hate this part, but it's very true. <laughs> so before we wrap up, we want to allow you a couple moments of time to speak directly to our listeners. Tell them again about your book, where they can buy it. Tell them about your website, what services you may offer, your Facebook group. Just go ahead and tell our listeners whatever you would like them to know. Okay, sure. Um, again, it's Letitia Porter. Um, the name of the journal is Journal to Overcome Grief, A Personal Journey to Healing. It's available now via Amazon.com. And um, my RenewInspiration.com website is always available to give you inspiration. 
and encouragement. And also my Facebook group is called Journey from Grief to Healing. So we always look for new members. We're there to encourage one another and to help you cope through grief. It's, it's a wonderful group. It's one of the ones I belong to. And Letitia, I want to personally thank you as well on Stephanie's behalf and my own for the support you extend to our podcast. Yes. Uh, oh, you yes. share posts, you call attention to our podcast, and we really, really appreciate that very, very much. So I guess it's time. I guess we have to say goodbye <laughs> for now. Yes. At any rate, thanks so much for joining us again. I do hope that now that this book is out, you'll take a little bit of time for yourself, relax. Yes. But then I look maybe for another book to come out yes. and hope that you'll keep us posted about that. And we would love to welcome you back again and again. So keep writing. And again, thank you so much for sharing about As I Live and Grieve. To our listeners, take care of yourselves. You are all very, very important to us wherever you may live. Now we do have an international audience in over 55 countries, and we love every one of you, even though we may never know your names or what you're going through. But take care of yourselves as we all continue to live in grief. Thank you so much for listening with us today. Do you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, or do you have a question from one of our episodes? please email us at info at asiliveandgrieve.com and let us know. We hope you will find a moment to leave a review, send an email, and share with others. Join us next time as we continue to live and grieve together.